Welcome to the Locking Castle Church podcast. This Sunday morning teaching was given as part of the Spirit Led Summer series. I did have something prepared, but it's what it's really what the Holy Spirit wants me to say. Um, and it's all changed really, but uh, this morning, um, I forgot what it was now. This is what happens when you get to be 74 years old. David said something about giving up. You can feel like giving up the fight sometimes when things just get too much. And I, I know, you know, when I go out to Kenya, I know I'm going to see poor people, starving people, um, you know, people with little hope. And, but... You, you just have to deal with it. If you're called to go on mission, I remember now the first thing, new wine. Anybody who feels a calling to go to new wine, do it. Don't think about it. Don't think, oh, maybe I'll do that next year. If you've got a calling, you, you need to, if you answer that calling when you receive it, it will be blessed. If you decide, well, I'll, I'll do that next year, and you do it next year, you won't be particularly blessed because you're doing it in your strength, not the Lord's strength. If the Lord asks you to do something and you do it, it will be blessed. Amen? Uh, yeah, about giving up the fight. I mean, you, you just, somehow you get the strength to keep going. I mean, some of the things that we saw... You, you can't, you can't unsee them, do you know what I mean? Um, you know, we've got, we, we saw a seven-year-old boy at nursery school, seven-year-old boy at nursery school, because Because his mother's insane. There's so many kids that need sponsors. So please, if, if it's on your heart to sponsor a child, sponsor a child. If it's on your heart to go on mission, not necessarily to Kenya, if you feel a calling to help in Ukraine, do it. If you feel the urge to do a marathon for cancer research or the hospice, do it. You know, if you get a call in, do it. I'd better refer back to my script, otherwise I'm just going to stand here and cry. So hang on. Right. So being called out to Kenya is tough enough anyway, and that's what we faced. That the second day in Kenya, we are guest speakers at an interdenominational conference with over 150 church leaders from various faiths and you know and, and I think well why me why me Lord what what can I say I'm not a, I'm not a preacher I'm not trained in, in in all of that you know and the Holy Spirit said just talk about your church so yeah, so I shared about Locking Castle Church. We're four faiths in one. Kenyans don't understand that. How can that possibly work? I went with Tom last year, and Tom tried to explain it, and they didn't get it. 
you know, how can Baptist, Church of England, Methodist, URC, how can you all kind of, you know, um, so we, we, we shared this message of unity. We tried to share this message of unity everywhere we went. In, in all of the schools that we went to, we talked about unity and about you playing your part whether to the children in the schools, even the ones sat on the floor. We talked about doing your part. The teachers are doing their part. We're doing our part, trying to help the school. You've got to do your part. And Martin actually come up with a really good, a few times, but the one time he was addressing all of these kids and he said, this is your life and this is your school life. Um, and what you do in this bit of your life is going to affect all the rest of it. So do your best and try and, uh, because it will affect the rest of your life. And I thought that was spot on. Um, and we just sowed seeds of hope everywhere we went. Um, we, we talked to caregivers groups. Now, it's not necessarily widows groups. It's caregivers of, of ch children especially our sponsored children. And it's caregivers because they haven't all got parents. Some of those children that are sponsored have, have been brought up by an aunt, a neighbor, a grandmother, or, you know. Um, people that are doing it out of the goodness of the heart. They're living by grace. And for, we could have a sponsored program with 10,000 children in it, all desperately in need of sponsorship. But we haven't. We've got, we've got 15 or 20 kids in our program that are all really desperate. So if it's on anybody's heart, please, you know, talk to me. So that's what we faced. And so, so I shared about Locking Castle Church, how it works, how we've not only... You know, it's not only a thriving church, that we've planted other churches. You know, we, 12 or 15 people probably went from this church to Haywood Village. And it left a hole in, the, in, in, in our congregation. A couple of weeks later, if you come in here after 10.30, you, you're lucky to get a seat sometimes, aren't you? And then St Peter's, Caroline goes to St Peter's and maybe eight or ten people go to St Peter's. But the Lord fills the space up. This, this church is well balanced. It's got, it's got people with all of the skills necessary to, to grow. It, it's got people that can organise, people that can sing, worship. Some people that can talk and some that can't talk. But it's got a mixture of everything, you know, and, and you need that, even just if you're unwelcoming. You don't, we don't have to go out and do mission. That's, you know, that's just something I've been landed with. <laughs> and I do my best every year. I think I'd better do a few scriptures. Um, but uh, the, it's important. Um, you know, on the morning of this talk, I looked at my notes and I thought, Lord, help me, is, help me with the right words to say because when I'm weak, 
you are strong. And I got a clear message back. And when you're strong, I'm weak. Are you, get, are you getting that? When there's too much of me in what I'm doing, when it's all about me and I'm doing what I want to do, the Lord can't get in, the Lord can't help. But when, and it's the same with you guys, if, if you're struggling with something or preparing for something and you ask the Lord to help, the Lord can be strong in what you're trying to do. That's, that's a really important <clears throat> message. I hope you get that. When there's too much of you in it, if, if this church, if, if, if it's too much about, you know, meetings and seminars and house groups and all that, the Lord's not in it. If the Lord doesn't build the house, the laborers work in vain, I think. Is that, is that right? Cool, I've got one right. So really, just you've got to, got to be Christ-centered in what you do. Um, in your heart, you plan your course, but the Lord determines your steps. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. God desires us to meet together and love each other and encourage each other. Romans 12, 18. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men and women. Amen. Um, shortly before Jesus went to the cross, he prayed for unity amongst his followers. John 17, 11. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Unity is important uh, for any kind of success, whether it's a business, whether it's a marriage, a relationship, or a church. If you've got unity, you can grow. We worked, we worked in a couple of villages during our time, and the one village, there's real unity. It's, it's centered on Jesus and the gospel. And we went to a, a widow's group. Um, all of these caregivers, uh, they, they had crafts that they'd made and they fed us, it was a lovely meal. And then the lady who was the host stood up to um, start talking about the group and how well they were doing. And our main pastor, Edward, he said, hang on a minute. And he, 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 he told her to shut up for a minute. And she was the host, it was her house, she put this food on. We haven't prayed yet. We always pray first and worship and then we'll talk about business. And so they, we sang songs, we prayed the Lord, praised the Lord. They, they prayed, thank you for the far we have come. That's why they say it in Kenya. Thank you for the far we have come. Then after that, we then talked about the, the group and that. And it's being that centered, it's praying before you make decisions, praying before you plan things, and that's the right way to go. 
Um, and that was a valuable lesson that we learned because the other village that we worked in, they're, they're standing still. They're, they're not growing. They're not, you know, moving forward in their faith. They're not moving forward in anything. So, so we, we just, all the time in Kenya, the Lord protected us. We protected us through storms. There was a, there was a storm. If you think global warming is uh, is just you know a bit of a myth, it, it we 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 were in the the guest house as they call it, it's a glorified mud hut, and there was a storm. And there's a thirty foot tree, maybe even taller than thirty foot. This tree went collapsed into. The compound. If it had gone that way, it would have flattened the school that we've just built. If it had gone that way, it would have flattened the church that we built. But the tree, thankfully, went between all the buildings. And there was a second tree alongside it that didn't go, but was severely cracked. And all of this work in Kenya came about because a schoolgirl in in Kent named Rihanna. Uh, she was killed when a tree in, a, in windy conditions blew over in the playground and killed her. And that's how it all started. It was, it was as though, in a way, the Lord was saying, do you remember this is how it all started? You know, and so we got this tree that was cracked, but was still there. And that that area in the compound, our school's there, and the next day, the kids are all going to be playing. So we had to get that tree down. So we got a couple of Kenyans with their pangas and axes, and we, and we, and we got this 30-foot tree down, by the grace of God. And I've got a video of it for next Saturday. <laughs> Amen. But the Lord is with us. There was a, we went to a school... Every school you go to, there's kids sat on the floor, they've got no books, they've got no desks, the toilets are disgusting. They've, they need so much at every school. And we were walking into this one school and I thought, I wonder what their most important need is. And suddenly, there was an attack of bees. Right? This school had got so many pollen trees around it, there was beehives. And of course, Bees are okay unless you throw something at one of their beehives. And all of a sudden, swarms of bees. I've never seen anything like it. And we, we dived into this classroom. The headmaster that was with us, he was stung twice. The one a Kenyan that was with us was stung three times. Kids were screaming. We all dived into this classroom and shut the door, and even though there was more kids wanting to come in, no quick get in. Uh, us three, we never got we never got stung to be. It was what it's not quite Daniel in the lion's den, but I can tell you, I really felt that we were under the Lord's protection. In the two weeks we were there, we we probably had two or three mosquito bites at the most between us. Upset tummies, no, maybe once or twice. Yeah, we were really kind of uh, blessed and protected, weren't we? Um, and and the Lord, the Lord was with us all the way. And this is all about the Holy Spirit. You just, you should just listen, listen for that that voice and that time. And as, as David said about 
it's easy to kind of give up when, when times are tough. And there was times we had it tough in Kenya. It wasn't a, a party as such like. But then we met Christine, who um, she's 24 now, probably. Um, she'd come through our sponsorship program. She was still at secondary school at, at 17, finishing secondary school. And she went to college, she was supported through college, and she's now a qualified teacher. And we met Christine, and all of the children, that the church youth that she was training, and kind of, they all got up and sang a song about how good Jesus was. And, and it was such a joy to see somebody that had managed to get through uh, and be successful. So... Um, We've got a picnic to go to, so I don't want to be too long. They don't want to ask me to talk again. Um, I think... Just one more thing, really. When, when Paul wrote to the Christians in Ephesus, telling them to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the original Greek word used in this verse means to go on being filled over and over again. Amen? It's meant to be a continual act, not a one-off. Oh, I was filled with the Holy Spirit two years ago. It's a continual thing, and it's, I, I think of it as like, as like a tyre on a car with a slow puncher. You know, you can be, you can be all pumped up, and, but we leak. We leak, don't we? We start to get a little bit run down, a little bit, and we need that refreshment, and we need the, the Holy Spirit all the time. And I can't think of a better place to come than, than here with the, the standard of, of the worship. Well done, the worship band this morning. Come on. So the difference between a Christian who is not filled with the Holy Spirit over and over and over again, it's like the difference between a candle and, and a, a gas lantern, if you like. The candle has got a dim glow. The, the glass candle shines brightly. You know, so kind of what, what kind of Christian are you? Are you, are you a candle or are you uh, shining brightly? Because we can all shine brightly, we just need to keep going. And um, I've run out of things to say, so uh, just stick with it. If, if you've got challenges to overcome, plenty of people here that will pray with you. And if you feel a calling, do it. And uh, there's a couple more pictures. Yeah, if you go back one, please. Go back another one. So that, that was, it says there, the house was built in 10 and a half hours, 500 pound, and we put that picture online, and somebody saw it, and, and the next thing we know, somebody's given us 500 pounds saying, here, build another one. All right, amen? So the next picture, that's, we watched that house being built. It was done in seven hours. That's a new record, seven hours. And... And it was a joint effort. It was unity. Uh, if you go on another one. 
There was boys with the motorbike that were going down to the river with all of those containers and bringing back the water so they could mix the mud. There was widows that were doing the cooking for the workers and, and those of us who sat and watched. <laughs> and there was somebody cutting the wood, there was somebody mixing the mud, there was somebody doing the roof. The teamwork and unity, and, and that just shows what you can do. So, um, one more picture, is that? Yeah, so next Saturday, it, it won't all be doom and gloom, but um, we've got lots of lovely Kenyan craft um, that you'll be amazed. If you can get here next Saturday, we'll show a few videos, we'll let you know a little bit more of the good times as well as the bad times. Uh, I just want to thank Martin and Lorraine because whenever I go out to Kenya, I always get the right people to come with me. I don't get the right people. The Lord puts the right people. Like last year, it was Tom, when we needed to reconnect after COVID. And, and, and you did great, guys. And, and although they sat here and I'm sat at the back, you might think, oh, they've had a row. <laughs> they've had a row. Look how far apart they are. But uh, we got on great. And they looked after me, because I'm, I'm getting on a bit now. Uh, but thank you. Uh, it was a pleasure sharing Kenya with you. Amen. Thank you for listening. To find out more about Locking Castle Church, please visit our website at lockingcastlechurch.org.